Welcome to the Bear Fiction Podcast. I'm Robert Harper, editor of the magazine. This week we have a reading by Tanya Hirschman, one of our judges for the inaugural Bear Fiction Prize, more details of which are available on our website, bearfictionmagazine.co.uk. Tanya Hirschman's short fictions have won her many, many prizes. She is a consummate author of extraordinary brief fiction that for me, crosses the boundary between poetry and prose in a very exciting way. Now, as well as two collections of short fiction, My Mother Was an Upright Piano, published by Tangent Books, and The White Road, published by Salt, Tanya is also co-author of a forthcoming book from Bloomsbury's academic imprint. It's called Writing Short Stories, which is, funnily enough, a writer's and artist's companion that she has co-written with another critically acclaimed short story writer and novelist, Caution Newland. That will be coming out in December of this year, and I, for one, will be looking forward to it avidly. But for now, have a listen to why you should be seeking out those short story collections of hers. The recording you're about to hear was made on April the 30th, 2014, at the Goodyhue Cafe Bar in Cardiff, during the launch of issue two of Bear Fiction magazine. This is Tanya Hirschman. Thank you. Don't know how to follow Adam's last poem. Wow. (laughs) Hi, it's lovely to be here and it's a real honour. Thank you to Robert for inviting me and such a privilege to be winding up this amazing evening. So I'm going to read you four very short pieces. Um, I've started calling them just stuff. I don't know if they're poetry, short stories. It's kind of up to you. Anyway, this one's brand new. I've never read this one before. I thought I'd pass on a piece of advice. If kissed by a dragonfish... If kissed by a dragonfish, do not bite. If kissed by a dragonfish, make sure you are sitting. If kissed by a dragonfish, let it sway you. Do not worry about a scale or two you may have to pick out from between your teeth. Do not worry during the kiss, before the kiss or after. The dragonfish's skin is armoured, but its heart beats loud and soft. You will not forget the kiss. You will not forget the coolness of the dragonfish's breath inside your lungs. You will look down through the floor of glass and see nothing swimming. You will part like an ocean and on your seabed you will pearl. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to read you um, one uh, short story from my second collection. My mother was an upright piano and uh, two and a half pages. I always like to tell people how long everything's going to be. Um, And uh, this one, I don't really say very much about my writing before I read it, but this just comes out of the fact that I have a bit of a crush on Einstein. This is called Einstein Plays Guitar. Einstein sits in the corner playing guitar. No one tells him, Albert, go home, because he's Einstein. He looks up and grins. Einstein stands on stage playing the violin. Everyone listens. Albert, head down, eyes closed. Einstein plays the saxophone. The girl in the purple dress watches. She's never heard before of Einstein, sure, but this... Albert stands, feet wide apart, blasting. It's his first time, someone says. A young man by the bar. In here, says the girl with a purple dress. Oh no, says the young man. First time with that. 
The young man moves so he can see her face. He's, she says. Yes, we know, says the young man. He laughs. His violin's much better, but he doesn't like to stop at that. He's not so good at being good, or just at being good. Tomorrow night it might be, well, who knows. Isn't he a genius, says the girl in the purple dress slowly, as if she might be tested. The young man's shoulders twitch. At some things, sure, he says, pulling out a cigarette. At some things, but he hasn't cracked this yet. A yowl from the stage as Albert hits a high note far too sharp. The young man sees the girl's distraction, takes his chance, slides an arm around. What else, he says, inhaling. Oh, says the girl, I don't know, is there something else? I could tell you says the young man, who has learnt a part or two about the world. On stage, Einstein puts the instrument down, gets out a handkerchief to wipe the sweat. A woman in the crowd shouts something. Albert nods his head, smiles, picks up the sacks. The girl in the purple dress follows him, moving off the stage, then loses sight. Was that German? she says to the young man, watching the way he smokes like movie stars. Yah, says the young man, and laughs and laughs as if this is the best he's ever given. He laughs so much, the girl in the purple dress inches away. The young man doesn't see, or if he does, he knows another trick for this. Einstein plays the piano. The bartender unlocked it for him. Albert found the scales trilled up, then down. The bartender washed and wiped, trying not to hear. The bartender thought instead about his wife, how she hated what he did, how he smelled of beer, cheap beer, even though he never drank. A crash from the stage, Albert's head is on the keys. The bartender can hear him muttering to himself. Why doesn't he stick with what he knows, wonders the bartender, counting that night's change reserves. The girl in the purple dress has brought a friend. The young man, smoking, watches them across the room. The friend annoys him. Something about how she wears just red, bright, screaming red. He won't speak to them, not tonight. Einstein is warming up. Albert stands on stage, this time with his violin. He slides the bow up and down, down and up. The crowd are not yet listening, not seriously. But every single one knows who he is why he is, and where. When Albert starts to play, the girl in the purple dress at first hears something scratchy. But then, as she leans back, sips her orange juice, the notes come into her, as if they are a broadcast just for one. This is it, she murmurs, but her friend, bored, is watching a young man smoking by the bar. On stage... Einstein moves from one melody to another, easy as light slipping between worlds. His mind is quiet. Albert plays on, watched and listened to. Even the bartender stops washing glasses just to hear it. Thank you. Okay, so I'm going to read my very short one-page piece from this fantastic magazine, which I believe is on sale, which we haven't heard much about tonight. <laughs> Bear Fiction Issue 2, Issue 1 also available. This is called... Thank you very much. <laughs> this is called Missing My Liar. 
Am I missing my liar, she says. What was the last lie, she says. Oh, yes, she says, I remember. That was the car, she says. A bad lie, she says, out breathing. Broken bones and healed bones and eyes stitched shut. Am I missing my liar? Am I? Is no one safe? And she gets in her new car and leaves. The next week, the same questions. Are you missing your liar yet? Am I, she says. Is my liar here, she says, looking around, looking under and behind. Is there room for a liar here? What was the lie before that? Oh, yes, the cat. That lie was not a broken bones lie. The cat came back. The cat found its way. I'm not missing my liar yet. And she stands up, leaves a check and walks away. It takes six months. Am I missing my liar, she says. And this time, yes. Everything is too truthy. Everything is just right there where it is, as it is. My liar added worlds. My liar turned life coloured. She cries when she says this. My liar hurt me, cheated, stole from me. I miss my liar. I miss, I miss, I miss. And she curls around and fits herself into the couch, bones sewing together and her eyes cemented. Thank you. Never read that one before. So I'm going to finish off with um, a story that I wrote a couple of years ago, and it was inspired by the year I spent as writer-in-residence in a biochemistry lab. You don't need any prior biochemistry knowledge, it's fine. This is called The Party. We get to the party. We say hello to our hosts. We take off our coats. The party is crowded. We fight our way through to the kitchen. We load our plates with food. We sit in a corner. There are a lot of people. There are mathematicians and physicists, experimentalists and theoreticians. There is an elderly but still lively Nobel Prize winner. We are not mathematicians. We are not physicists. When someone asks what we do, we swallow our food and we say, biochemists. They are polite, they nod, but they change the subject. They talk about a film they have seen or about the decor of the kitchen. We nod, we talk politely too, even though we have not seen that film. At a certain point, there is music, quite loud from the other room. We place our plates on the side and move into the hallway. We see people dancing, mathematicians, physicists, theoreticians and experimentalists, and the elderly but still lively Nobel Prize winner. We look at each other and then we sneak up the stairs. We find the room where the coats are kept and we sit on the bed. We hold hands. We hear someone coming up the stairs. We wonder about hiding, but it is too late. She comes into the room. Here they are, she calls to someone behind her. Come, she says to us, come. And she takes our hands, pulls us up from the bed. We look at each other. We do not understand, but she gives us no choice. Here they are, she cries as she leads us back down the stairs. I have them, she says, as she pushes us gently into the other room, where the music is loud, where everyone is dancing. Someone turns the music down and everyone is looking at us, swaying and smiling. They open up a space and there we are, in the middle of the room, surrounded by everyone, smiling, swaying. We look at each other. We grip hands. We do not understand. The woman who has brought us down here, who took us from the coach room and brought us, says, Will you please... 
please give us some, some of your, some of your words, your biochemistry words. And the others, the mathematicians and the physicists, the experimentalists and the theoreticians, the elderly Nobel Prize winner, they are all nodding, saying yes, yes, give us your words, your words. We are shy. We are holding hands in the middle, the music still playing, everyone swaying. We look at each other, we wait. Is this real, we think? Do they really want this? And then we do it. We begin, we say, DNA. DNA, they all say, DNA, DNA. Then we say, lymphocyte. <gasps> they say, and they repeat the word, lymphocyte, they say, turning to one another, still swaying, lymphocyte, organelle, we say then, and then lamellapodia. Lamellapodia, they cry, and someone raises up her arms. The woman who brought us here took us from the coach room, claps her hands, lamellapodia, she cries. We look at each other, we smile a little, we loosen our handhold, then we say, Green fluorescent protein. Oh my, says the elderly Nobel Prize winner, and he does a twirl and then says green fluorescent protein. The words ripple around the room until everyone is whispering them, chanting them. Green fluorescent protein, green fluorescent protein, and the chant becomes louder and louder. Someone turns the music up and then everyone is dancing. We stand in the middle of the sea of dancing mathematicians and physicists, experimentalists and theoreticians, and the twirling elderly Nobel Prize winner, listening as they murmur green fluorescent protein as they sway and dip. We stand and we smile, we smile and smile. We feel wanted, we feel loved, we feel heard. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Bear Fiction Magazine podcast, recorded on August 7th, 2014. That was Tanya Hirschman, and you can read Missing My Liar in issue two of Bear Fiction Magazine. Next week, it's the turn of poet Gemma L. King. You can subscribe to this free podcast in the iTunes store via the Stitcher Radio On Demand app and on SoundCloud. You can also follow us on social media, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Google+, and others by searching for Bear Fiction. Some of the writing from Bear Fiction Magazine can also be found on our website, bearfictionmagazine.co.uk, where print, digital copies and subscriptions are available to purchase. For full details about the Bear Fiction Prize and the awards for poetry, flash fiction and short story, visit our competitions pages on bearfictionmagazine.co.uk forward slash competitions. You have until October 31st, 2014 to place your entries. The music for this podcast was Sidewalk Shade by Kevin MacLeod and is provided under a Creative Commons licence. I'm Robert Harper, editor of the magazine, and you have been listening to the Bear Fiction Podcast. Podcast.